Oh, welcome back there, Traveler. We're to the end of the seven dice. It's been getting pretty crazy outside, but you know, it's the same old, same old as Sanctuary. It's just how it kind of goes. Oh, I'm tired. Here's some of those stupid cultists come by again. They just stand outside. They never try to come in here, but it just leaves me feeling uneasy. You know what I mean? They're shining God. Ugh. Whatever. Uh, Traveler Wingover's over there. He's he's all ready to go. Ah, yes. Greetings, travelers. Welcome back to Wingover Gimple, famous known bard story, The Ballad of the Chosen Few. Yes, it's been uh, it's been pretty good. That last episode, oh my goodness, that ended on such a heavy note. And I know you're thinking, uh-oh, MZ is one step closer to being a monster. And yes, yes, you are actually correct there. It's not a lot we can do on that one, but hey, you know what? I'm sure things will go fine, because what's the worst that can happen for an adventuring party, you know what I mean? Today we have a lovely little person show up today. Uh, what's your name again? I am Bartholomew, the grandest of bards. Ha <laughs> ha! Okay, listen buddy. You're an intern, and you haven't even gone out barding yet. This is your first day. Yes, but I have traveled far, bringing many tales to this wonderful tavern. You traveled four blocks, and uh, just tell them what they need. Remember what I told you. Remember. Oh, yes. Why don't you all go down to BattleBards.com? That's where we got some of these amazing sound effects from my college, yes. <laughs> you can go down there and hear wonderful sounds of explosions, excitement, crowd cheering, and even MPC dialogue info. Ooh, tempting. Now you're probably thinking, um, why are you telling me this? Well, if you use the code BALLAD, the number seven, and dice, you'll get 15% off your subscription. Ooh, that's good. Ha, just remember, I'm Bartholomew, the greatest of bards. Tell them I sent you. All right, all right, get out of here, Bartholomew. God. Um, I hope you never have to meet someone who's constantly telling you how they're famous or they're just such a good bard. Um, that would be so annoying, but thankfully, you're with I. Wing of a gimbal fa- uh. Anyways, Traveler, <laughs> I have a little other thing here. Why don't you go ahead and stop by the Easy Roller Dice Company? They're a little store down the street. If you go use uh, the same code, Ballad7Dice, over there, you get 10% off your entire order. We just got ourselves some nice dice trays and bags because we're going to, you know, live it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. So, where were we? <clears throat> oh, we got some fan mail. <clears throat> this says a must listen for horror fantasy buffs exclamation mark five stars I started listening to support my friends and I'm glad I got started 
The story grips you from the very beginning, and the main characters are instantly endearing in their own ways. The dungeon master does a great job with keeping the suspense of the storyline going along, and the characters are faced with drastic consequences if they should fail. I'm a super fan of the podcast now, and I encourage everyone I know who loves tabletop RPGs to check it out. Keep up the great work. Exclamation mark. The wind from Canada. Oh, thank you. I don't know what a dungeon master is, but it's probably like an orc or something. I think we have a few of those in this tale. That's good. Ah, travelers, that's... I think that's about all our things. So why don't we go ahead and get started with this tale? Let's see what our party shall do in the final installment of... The Elithids Games, Part 6. Hey, I'm Brent, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of the Antifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Borden, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen of Previously on Battle of the Seven Dice, after facing off against the Lithid, they realized this foe was stronger than any they had met before. In this battle, they all came close to death, but it was Emzy who took the plunge. The creature had ripped his brain out of his body, and then, just as they thought maybe we can bring Emzy back and Borodon's time magic failed them, Emzy emerged once more from this strange egg-like sack that had formed around him from his symbol. Now Emzy's laying there, this mucus is quickly drying on him, and, <clears throat> and you guys can clearly see his symbol has moved from just being on his hand, now it looks like it's gone up his arm and up his sleeve. And Emzy, you feel this itchy kind of crawly feeling as it's like right up to your shoulder. Emzy! Emzy, are you okay? What happened? I don't really say anything. I just sort of start grabbing my equipment from my dead corpse, I guess. No, your equipment's all on you. Oh, okay. Like you're, you're in your body. Oh, okay. So he's not reborn. He's just... Like, put back together. Yeah, he regenerates. Yeah. Okay. MZ, do you mind if I if I check on you? If, if everything's okay? I mean, because th that's insane. You literally just died. I know that we, we, are sort of, we are sort of expecting to die. But that's, that's the first time I see somebody, like, being resurrected like, th like, like that and not by magic. And even when we resurrected people by magic, it's it's odd because 
It actually takes a toll. Are you feeling okay? I feel fine. You okay? Just let me know if you have like any sort of like side effects of <laughs> resurrecting. Also, what happened? Like when you died, how, how did you feel? Hmm. Did you go to the other side? Did you have any sort of vision? It was just empty. There was nothing around. I saw the truth, but only for a second. But it was just darkness. That's odd. So, and like your arm, it seems like the like the symbol has taken over up to your shoulder. And are you feeling any different? No. Just as you're saying that, Borodon, you're kind of looking over, and you see slowly starting from his left hand the veins it's almost like there's like a a glowing blue liquid that's going through mm -hmm. them and all of mz's main veins and arteries start lighting up and they stay lit up on him and from here on out mz your arteries are lit up with like this magical bluish blood okay your blood itself is counted as magic but does it glow in the dark? Is it is like does he have like some sort of like an error, like a blue error? Very faint. Like it's enough that you could see it if you're trying to find him. Okay. Does that affect um his stealth uh checks? Uh no, I'll say it doesn't. Because that would suck. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I was curious about that. Because he's a tracker. Well, let me tell you something that's gonna affect stealth checks. Ronnie's fucking <laughs> jacket. <laughs> Just wait. It'll be worth it. <laughs> um, yeah. We maybe see if the mind flare had anything on him. So you guys go over to the mind flare, and its head is cut clean off. Some of its tentacles are burned. You see that the neck and the head, they've been cauterized by Kelsar's fire sword. You guys are sort of patting the mind flare down, trying to see if there's anything on him. You end up finding a piece of paper. It has some weird scribblings on it. You can't make any sense of it. MZ, you can make me just an arcana check, I guess would be the closest thing. It's only a plus one now. Fourteen. I also need to check on myself. Um because I grew like I got older uh by twenty-three years. Right? So how am I feeling? You feel tired. Like you don't feel necessarily like you want to sleep. You just feel kinda like, worn out, like you worked out really hard. Just that? That's, yeah, that's how you're feeling. Oh. Same with MZ. MZ, you feel like you ran a marathon. You don't feel like you're going to fall asleep anytime soon, but your body is just, it's sore. I'm going to be farting lightning for a little bit, but uh, other than that, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, Kelsar has this giant black mark on his armor right on the chest. <laughs> his armor seems fine, but... He definitely took a hit real hard. I got a 14. You're looking at this, and you remember this is kind of the Elithid's writing. It's You feel it. It kind of feels a little bit like Braille. You don't know how to read it. A lot of people don't know how to read this, honestly. There are very, very few who can decipher this. Because they usually use all their different tentacles to feel around on it, and it'll make up the words. Oh, okay. You also find, while you're looking on the Illithid, two of these iron balls. And they look like perfect spheres. Okay. What do they do? 
Are you going to check if they're magic? That'd be uh, Knowledge Arcana. Well, I can, I can try as well. I don't have that. I'm dumb as shit. 14. Wardon, you know that these are <laughs> iron bands of binding. You could set a command word for these, and so when you throw it, it'll pop out and completely surround a person with these iron bands. Then you say the release word, and it will go back to just being a ball. You have two of them. And they have to make a DC 20 strength check to break out. If they do break out, the bands are completely destroyed. But if they fail their check once, then they can't make another check for another 24 hours. Whoa. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'll tell that the, like the group that. That's a magical item. And to be honest, I think it would be great uh, for Ronnie to have that. Oh, uh, since he is like our hunter. Sweet. You mean Enzi? No, nope, too late. Not too Ronnie. late. Dude. I hate Ronnie, and I don't know <laughs> Magic why. Magic Force Ronnie. I keep saying. Release is also Ronnie. Yeah. Don't give that to Ronnie. Under <laughs> any circumstances. Sorry, give that to MZ. Ronnie, sure. we don't give anything. All right, MZ, so you have two of these iron spheres of binding. So can we find something else? I was real surprised when you were giving them to Ronnie, but I wasn't saying anything until you said, well, he's our tracker, and I'm like, no, wait, no, what? No, 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 no. Roni would probably sell our stuff. No, he would use them on, like, fucking the albedo or something. He'd probably use them on, like, the yeah. town crier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Try to bring them along. You said it was a DC 20? Yeah, DC 20 strength check. So, uh, the other things that you find on this elithid are one potion of greater healing, which he didn't have the chance to use. God. <laughs> and there is a scroll. It used to have two things of lightning bolt on it but now it only has one. Oh yeah i'm very much aware of that on that uh that note that we were looking at i'll tell everybody that um i've seen this before i can't read it but i know that it's it's a lithid writing and i'll i'll, sh I'll show them like if you rub your fingers over the paper and you feel those bumps that's their writing that's how they communicate in a written form. Can I try maybe trying to read it? I, I, I've read some languages. I mean, I do not know Elithid, but maybe it is similar to a language that I've already came in contact with. You can give it a go. I'll just let you know right off that this DC is going to be real high. I hate having, uh, having chosen Knowledge Domain. And, like, I'm not using it for anything, so when I can try using it for something... No, for sure. It's you just can, trash. You can go for it. <laughs> so... It's just this this particular use case, like, even the Githyanki who have been hunting these creatures for a mm -hmm. millennia have a real hard time reading this writing. Let me just check on knowledge domain, because I felt like it sort of knew how to read. Oh, comprehend languages? Yeah, comprehend languages, yeah. Uh, while Bordon's looking at that with MZ, Ronnie, something catches your eye. What's that? Shiny. It's oh, shiny. Yeah. And you see, it's when the table ended up getting knocked over and a bunch of things are getting thrown around. This must have fallen on the floor. You walk over, and it looks like one of those really old-fashioned pirate pistols. Oh, okay, sweet. And it's it's real shiny, though. Like, it's really polished... And there's a note that is just a little knocked off to the side with it 
on like thick cardstock. You can't read the note, but you do see your name on that note. Okay, sweet. So I take the pistol. You know one thing about magic items. Actually, all you guys would know this concept. There's a concept that magic items have to be attuned to your person. Basically, like you're holding on and concentrating with them for an hour or two. And then that item is just used for you. So if some rando picks it up, he couldn't be firing this off, that kind of thing. But this item is actually already attuned to you, but you've never seen it before. All right. Well, that's really weird. Um, But something being weird has never stopped me from accepting a free gift. So... (laughs) (laughs) This is true. So, Ronnie, that gun that you have, it's magic in nature. So it counts as a magical attack. And when you fire it off, the type of damage it does is random. Because you're chaotic. It could be fire, it could be lightning, it could be force. I'll get you to roll every time you use it, 1d10, and then I'll tell you the okay. type of damage it is. But it does uh, it does 1d10 damage plus your dexterity modifier. Nice. That's pretty good. Yeah, I wanted to give Ronnie something because he, when he runs out of spells, he doesn't really know what to do. Yeah. Although, yeah, I gotta start inspiring. Being more inspiring. Yeah, that's a bonus action. You just throw that out there. <laughs> so, can I use a knowledge of the ages? Because, like, it's sort of related. So, which which skill should I use to, to try to understand that? What is knowledge of the ages, exactly? Um, I'll, I'm just, like, proficient with one skill or two for ten minutes. Okay. Yeah, I'd say it would be history. Oh, but I am. Yeah, I have plus six. Okay, you could try that. Lucas, remember that I am a very nice person. It drives you insane. Uh, 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 I got 23. Okay, you're looking at this writing. You're kind of picking up what it is, like how they would read it. Like you have to use essentially like four of your fingers mm-hmm. To read a single letter kind of thing like that mm-hmm. it's really confusing though like your mind's having a really hard time wrapping around it but checking it out it, you can kind of figure out this is a message it's like the there's like a sense of caution urgency but you don't know exactly what it's saying just because the the language itself is so alien okay yeah and MZ, to you, that would be impressive as all hell, because you've seen Gith scholars for decades try to learn this stuff. Yeah, I'll suggest that maybe he holds on to that, since he probably has a better chance of deciphering it than I do. Well, thank you. So I'll just roll uh, like the parchment and put, in, put it inside my bag. Awesome. Ronnie, did you pick up that note, or did you just leave it there? I looked at it. I decided I couldn't read it, crumpled it, and then just threw it over my shoulder. Love it. Okay. (laughs) So you guys see Ronnie, he just looks at something, crumples it out, throws it over his shoulder, and he's holding this, like, pirate single-shot pistol. Ronnie, what the hell's that? Found a gun. Mine now. Ronnie is the last person that should be handling a gun. What's a gun? It's like a cannon, but you can hold it. Oh, so it's called hand cannon then. Uh, yeah, this is the hand cannon. Oh, oh okay. Well, why, why would you why would you guys call it a gun? It means nothing. Hand cannon is way cooler. Hand cannon is more 
accurate name. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, gun. It's a, a gun. What a dumb word. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Kids those days. What about that guy that we were with? Ivar Orlik? He's not in the room with you. Yeah, is he still alive? Oh! Shit. You should make sure he's still alive. Yeah, of course. So you guys walk outside the doors to this dining hall. You're looking around. Like, there's a lot of dust. Now all of you are seeing it. This house is absolutely decayed to the point where it's kind of dangerous being inside of it. It should be knocked down. You guys smell this stench and decay from the ballroom that Kelsar had broken out of. When you glance in there, there is so many bodies in there with their heads just ripped open. As you look around, you look down one way, you look down the other, and you see there is, it looks like Imar, they're sort of huddled in a corner, and they're not moving. Those heads that that were, like, torn open, was it the same thing that happened to Ronnie? Sorry, to MZ. Ronnie does not have a brain. MZ, yeah, Ronnie doesn't have a brain. (laughs) Yeah, same thing that happened to MZ. So it was basically like a unlithid but like buffet in there pretty much oh shit. i'm gonna run up to the people that are huddled over see if they're okay so you go over to the person that's huddled over the time you make it there you see it's a skeleton it's a skeleton huddled over it still has like that hair but you could tell like if you maybe shook it or blew on it the hair would fall off and you see they're wearing the ring that imar had it's the same clothing it's uh, like his hairstyle that he was wearing, but this skeleton's been dead for a long time. The hell? Did my spell backfire and we got into the future or something? I don't think so. Because I, I know that I got 20... Th- I mean, I don't know like how many years I actually got older, but I feel older and I feel that maybe my chronomancy has backfired. But, maybe, but wouldn't it have aged us, too? I, I don't know. The last time I actually got all of you guys back in time as well. Hmm. So I don't know. I'm still tapping on that power. So I really do not know what I can do or what can't I do and what happens when I use my powers. Can I use medicine on the skeleton? Yep. Pretty sure it's dead. So... <laughs> No, I, I know it's dead. I just wanted to know what killed it. Yeah, how he died. Yeah, because, I mean, if I can see, you know, like, his head was, like, his head is is crushed, you know, like, or if there's a hole, so. Yeah. So I got 11. Uh, you're not sure how this person died? It's not the same way all those other bodies are dead because the skull's intact. Mm-hmm. And, like, for the flesh to have decayed completely off it the bones to be this like bleached white it's definitely been dead for well over a decade Mm. so Kelsar do you know anything about medicine? I know a little yeah I I have a little bit of knowledge of medicine can can you please come over I mean I, I still I can't pinpoint why this guy like how this guy died if it was like a natural cause or not um, yeah, I'll, I'll go take a look. I'm gonna roll medicine. Okay. Natural one. Guys! <laughs> this guy is alive! <laughs> you know 
exactly how this man died. Guys, I'm gonna use my medical knowledge to determine this guy's status. Everyone, this man is dead. That's all I know. <laughs> mm, that's, that's very precise. Thank you for in your insight. Thank, thank you. I, I, I'm, glad <laughs> I could, I'm glad I could clarify for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I really needed a second opinion on that. Thank, thank you. <laughs> Everyone make me a perception check. Oh, boy. Here we go, fighting the skeleton. I got 15. 20. <laughs> what? 19 plus 1. Oh, I got 21. 11. Alright. <laughs> well, the only person who didn't hear it was MZ, apparently. You guys all hear a knock on the door. What the? Like, the front door. I uh, draw my sword, I get closer to the door. Okay, so you guys have to walk through the hallways for a bit. And, like, there's someone, they keep knocking on the door. I'll be the last one out, and I'll, uh, I'll grab that ring off the skeleton. Sure. So you take the signet ring off the skeleton as you're walking by. His hand just falls off when you do that. Then as you're going, you guys make it up to the front door. The knocking's still going, and you hear, Hello? Is anyone in there? Yes, there is. Who are you? This is the city guard. What are you doing? This building's condemned. Oh. We were drawn here by an illithid. He's dead. A what? Open up the door. I don't I don't know if the, he will understand, guys. I'll open the door. You see there is a dwarven man. He's got this big bushy beard. He His nose is a little red. It looks like, uh, you know, maybe he had a drink or two. And he smells like like fish. Ugh. Like as if he's around the docks a lot. I'm sorry. I I got transferred to the stupid duty and I'm not supposed to be here. It's supposed to be at the docks today, but it, it doesn't matter. Anyways, I'm Officer Marty. Uh what's going on here? Uh officer, we were invited to this manor uh, by a gentleman named Imer Orlick. As we traveled there, we went into the mansion. And we met with this gentleman and his uh, and his housekeepers and and such. During our encounter, we noticed something strange going on with the house. It seemed to have changed progressively as we were dealing with it, dealing with the situation. And um, I don't know how to explain this, but everything just started decaying, and the house seemed to have changed, and it just became some sort of horrid nightmare. As we escorted. Imer, we tried to escape the house with him intact, but we ran into a mind flare that was manipulating us. And, uh, What's a mind flare? Mind flare is a monster that takes the brains of its victims. It's a tentacle, disgusting creature. You know, if this was like three or four months ago, I'd say you're crazy. But I've witnessed some weird shit. That cult and stuff? I saw one time I was just outside the vulgar unicorn, just uh, heading off to go make my rounds, and suddenly it explodes, and then there's this guy with a pompadour, and he comes running out, and... Yeah. Oh, boy. Hey. Hey. That was you. He points at Ronnie. Nope, it wasn't me. Uh, no. No, that was definitely you. Uh, I rolled to, I rolled to persuade, uh, maybe get him to... Uh... Forget about this. 21. What do you say? I say, hey, look, buddy, you know, you're not exactly 
in the right head, you know. You have been out drinking, haven't you? Well, I, I one. I mean, one, two. I mean, the perception of reality is going to be a little bit different, right? I mean, he, to him, to, to you, he looks like the guy that blew up the that blew up the vulgar unicorn. But to us, he's just he's a regular guy, you know. Maybe. Well, it's just Detective Bill is looking for is looking for him. Yeah, but that's not the guy, though. That's not him at all, sir. Ugh. Okay, well, you've had you've, you've had a little bit too much to drink. Eh? You know, maybe... Yeah. Well, if you guys... If you guys see Death Shift, like, uh... I don't know. Like, if you see someone like him... It's a group called Death Shift. Just... If you let them know that Detective Bill's looking for them... Uh, some weird stuff going on. But... Have they done something wrong? Well, I mean, they're involved with a lot of people getting killed. It's kind of weird. Every time someone dies, they're there. Ah. I pat him on the shoulder and I say, Hey, hey buddy, I'll be sure to tell him. Okay? <laughs> hey, but wait, no, you're not supposed to be in this building, though. You guys got to get out. Well, of course, we'll get out We'll get out right away, sir. Of course? That's exactly what we are doing right now. Yeah, we're leaving right now, sir. Wait, can I get your guys' names? I gotta make a statement. Okay, I am, um... Getting ready for that deception roll. I'm gonna try and distract him. Uh, oh no. I'm gonna pull up my gun. Rony. I'm gonna pull up my gun and say, We're... hey, wanna see my new gun I found? Roddy, please. What's that? A sweet gun. Can we come over here? Let me take a look. What's a gun? He wanders over. Oh no. Roddy, please don't. Oh, you see that statue head over there? Yeah, it looks real expensive. Uh-huh. <laughs> Want to see it go boom? No. No, I am a guard. That's that's illegal. <laughs> that's super illegal. Sir, please don't do that because I'm going to be the one in trouble. Roddy, please. No, it's not. Roddy, please don't do this. Don't do this, Ronnie. Maybe you should learn about squatters' rights. Uh, we've been here for 23 years. 23 years? Uh, this is our house now. <laughs> what? I, I really think we should leave. Yeah, run. Yeah. You guys should all be leaving right now while I'm distracting him. Johnny, you should should really not do that. Nope. You guys should all go. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk out the door. I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna try to like restrain Johnny. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't leave. Like, drag Ronnie along? Kind of thing? Okay. Uh, so, Kelsar... I'm not leaving Ronnie alone with the guard. Kelsar making athletics, Ronnie making acrobatics. Ugh. 24. Oh, God. 21. Ooh. You almost get out, Ronnie. It's so close. But then he grabs your leathery skin. And maybe if you uh, lotioned a bit more, you could have slipped right out. <laughs> but your skin's so dry and leathery, he's just got a firm grip on you. Come on, Johnny. Let's go. Um... Uh, you guys are forgetting who can turn invisible and just get away with him. Do <laughs> you really want to kill this guard? He's going to shoot a statue. Kill? What? I was distract. I was going to distract him while you guys ran away, and then I was going to turn invisible and run away. <laughs> oh. I really thought you were like, okay, just leave me with the guard and... This guard looks just flustered. He's like, listen. Oh my... Come on, Johnny. Um... So, okay, Johnny... What? Okay, just give me your other three names and where you're staying. Yeah, I'm, I'm already gone. 
Ronnie, um, Vicky just left, Vicky. and uh, Brandon is Brandon is the and dwarf. Yep. Johnny. And who are you? And I'm just I'm Cal. Just Cal. Cal. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I gotta go look in there and see what you guys messed up. Where are you staying? Vulgar unicorn. What's that? What's well, like an inn? The the tap the, the the tavern the tavern Brandon. Oh. Uh, the perverted yeah. unicorn, yeah. Yeah, of the vulgar unicorn. Yeah, we're totally gonna be uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Chilling out there today. Are you actually, or are you making a lie right now? Oh, I'm lying. Well, of course we're lying. <laughs> okay, so that's a deception. Yeah, we will probably be there. I don't know if you're actually gonna go there and like hang out. Thirteen. Okay. Listen, uh, Cal, why don't you just? I don't want to have to take you down to the station. Just tell me where you're staying, and just tell me the truth. Charm person. I'm casting charm person. All right. Uh, okay, so what instrument did you use? Something real low-key. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just let go of Ronnie and just be like, oh, fuck it. Uh, what's a good instrument? Trumpet. Something low-key. Oh, something low-key. Something low-key. Rain, rain stick. Pocket kazoo. I'm just, I'm pulling, pulling, yeah, pulling a rain stick out of my, uh, out of my hands, Ass. and I'm just r rain sticking all around here. <laughs> so you start just rain sticking. <laughs> That's gonna take me a while to find. But you start rain sticking, and uh, you hear like the the swish of the beads inside it, and the dwarf just suddenly has a smile on his face. He's like, "Oh, Johnny, hey." Yeah, no. What's up? Hey, we're uh, gonna be down to the Vulgar Unicorn later. You want to come by? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, I do. All right, eight o'clock, dude. Be there. Ah, oh, yeah, definitely. I just gotta go check inside here. You know, I gotta do my report. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we already did it. What? You didn't tell you? We already told you what had happened in there. Nothing happened. Johnny. I I know, but like, I gotta write it down and stuff, right? So like. I gotta figure out what this uh, this mind flipper is and uh, this tentacle thing. That's you know. Oh my squid! Oh, it's a squid. Yeah, you didn't see the squid we caught. Big squid. We caught it yesterday. Uh, messed a lot of stuff up. Whew, you don't want to go in there. Wait, uh, do I need to like call like animal services? I'm kind of worried. But... Nah, nah, let's be fine. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll get cleaned up. You know, you can go back to your docks, and then uh, we'll meet you down at the unicorn for a drink. Yeah, I, I just got to finish my shift here. I'm covering for someone else, but yeah. No, I'll, I'll head on to the Vulgar Unicorn. I'll meet you guys there at 8. Perfect. Yeah, for sure. All right, see you guys there. Have a good one. Same to you. Yeah, yeah. take it easy, officer. You're going to be okay. Yeah, bye, guys. You're going to be okay? Like, you don't need a... No, I'm okay. I, I don't normally have a partner. Uh, you know, I can handle myself. Okay. Just be careful with this abandoned building. Be safe. Oh, yeah, it looks like it's going to fall over any minute. Yeah, okay, so before I leave, I'll use something to protect him now. Sacred flame. No, I'll just use protection from evil on him, like without him knowing. You know, I'll just cast like protection from evil. He doesn't notice at all. He is. I rolled a one. 
he's looking at the building. He's like, ooh, buddy, this is going to fall over any day. <laughs> you guys could just wander. Okay, so, yeah, but I, I like I said, I caught, I cast um, I really hope he... protection from evil, yeah. Yep. So this glow you guys see surrounds him, but he doesn't seem to notice. Okay, so what do you guys do? We go back to DHQ, right? Yeah. So you guys wander. It's probably because you came here first thing in the morning, and you guys were in there for a while. So it's probably around lunchtime now. You're fairly hungry. You guys are real tired, especially bored on an MZ. You guys just feel sore. And you guys make it back to headquarters. Still, the two luminous guards aren't in front. And it looks like there's a lot of uh, guard rope that's been put up, this yellow rope that's all around the area where that guy was strung up on that pole. But the body's been removed, the pole's been removed, and there's just a bunch of yellow rope there. And no one's there at the moment. And you guys enter into headquarters. Those dwarves aren't there anymore. But you see Astoria sitting there looking down at a book and she looks up oh death shift i was waiting for you uh also i don't mean to uh point the finger of blame but did one of you break into my office <clears throat> so i just shove i show ronnie just like was me i wasn't me <laughs> for once it yeah wasn't i know it was i know it wasn't yeah <clears throat> i'm just gonna i'm gonna side whisper who else can charge? When uh, Borodon shoves Ronnie, I just look at Ronnie like it was his fault. Like, all right, I'm gonna try Jesus and charm her Christ, man. Uh, to ignoring this. <laughs> no, I mean seriously, we you should stop just using all your. So are you are you using charm person or what? I'm not. No, I'm just gonna use my natural charisma plus five charisma. <laughs> what are you saying? Oh, you know, I saw these dwarves sitting down here earlier. Uh, and they had a big ring of keys around their, around their waist. Are they, uh... Honey, don't! Are they janitors? They might have, they might have been getting in there and just cleaning up some stuff. Even when he didn't do it, he just sounds like he did it. Yeah. Like... Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, the thing is, there is a, a footprint, a fairly large one. In the middle of the door, it looks like it was kicked in. Uh, the magical ward held the door up. <laughs> oh, right, I forgot about and, that. And uh, my desk was gone through a little bit. Um, there was magic used in there. I I saw that nothing was taken. I'm just, I just want to know why this was done. Okay, Astoria, it's, it was me. I did it. Well, that's a really shitty thing to do. Kelsar... <laughs> <laughs> How could <laughs> fuck you, Ronnie? Our, how could you have gotten in there through the magical barrier? <laughs> I used my magic fire to dispel the barrier, and then in, I kicked down the door because we were. We, I was. Kelsar, the barrier was still up, and the door was still held when I got back. Okay, so Bordon or Emzy, was it one of you two? Nah, like clearly. Wasn't me. Actually, I don't. It wasn't Bordon because his foot can't reach that high. Yeah, I mean, thank you for pointing that out. It's very considerate. Well, I just said that three other dwarves didn't do it, so it'd be kind of weird to blame you. <laughs> That's true. That's well. We can talk about this later. Where have you four been? <laughs> we were invited to the mansion of Imer um, Orlik. He was gonna kind of in a waste help us with our, our quest to ending this war. But it turned out to, to not be what it seemed. It's, 
it turned out to be uh, a trap set in set up by a uh, by a mind flare of all things. A mind flare. Yes. Um, extremely powerful. I know they were mentioned in the report of Geldspar that you encountered one in the goblin caves, but it was already dead. So they're in the city as well. Yes, I'm afraid so. And where is this mind flare now? He's dead. Yeah. He's dead. You killed it. Yes. Yes. But at a terrible price, though. What was that? MZ's life. She glances down at MZ's hand and sort of notices the blue veins and everything glowing on him and that his symbol has gone up his arm now. Oh, MZ. Are you feeling okay? I feel okay, yeah. Why don't you all sit down here? I'll be right back. I'll get you something to eat. Thank you, Story. Thank you, Story. So she gets up and she motions for y'all to sit at one of the tables and she walks uh, down the right hallway. I just wanted to, to tell the group that I don't like uh, lying to Astoria since she has been like harboring us and helping us with everything that we can. And I don't, I can't remember exactly the reason why we actually got inside her room. Don't lie to her, though. I'm just saying that I, I think we need allies, you know, not more people, you know, doubting, doubting us. Yeah. I, I agree, Bordon. I apologize for my actions. No, 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 no. It's, it's not that. It's just like, I think we should come clean, right, with what happened. Because yes. we didn't steal anything. Which is, I think we got inside of there because we needed some information. But since she wasn't there, so I think we should tell her that. Because, I mean, raising suspicion on us, it won't do us any good when we actually need her help. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but that's that's how I see it. I completely agree. I think we're more likely to actually keep our allies if they don't think we're going around kicking in doors. So if we just lie to them and get someone else... Yeah, we keep lying every time. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That works very well. Well, maybe if someone didn't kick in the door to begin with, we wouldn't have to lie. But someone kicked in the door, and so we had to lie. Well, I think we should come clean. But it's really up to you guys. Definitely should. I mean, because of course I'm not going to expose any of you. Well, what about MZ? What's your opinion? Don't lie. So we should come clean? I don't know. Like I said, I'm not going to say that it was you. So you need to come forth and, and like say say it. Because like I said, I'm not going to. Okay. You can't just like sit there and say like we should come clean... Uh, but also, I'm not going to bother telling the truth. If you want to go tell the truth, then go tell the truth. Well, but I'm really putting the group before... I'll tell her I did it. I'll tell her I did it. Others. And we can explain why we did it, because we didn't do it like trying to rob anything, right? Yeah, it was like a good intention. No, it was... We had good intentions to do it. It was just... It ended up not going the way we wanted it. Um, I mean, she she will probably understand. I hope so. It's better than, like, because the problem is, if she finds out that's MZ, and, uh, like, everything else 
and like and if we don't come clean everything else that happens uh it may be pointed at us you know people will you know think that anything that goes wrong will be us so i think since we didn't do anything wrong right that's a good point so after you guys are talking for a little bit she comes back with some sandwiches just put together with some cold cuts and veggies and stuff and she sets down some cider for all of you it's been heated up let me add them cold cuts <laughs> lucas i just gotta say i love this idea of like completely medieval world but they somehow have cold cut technology <laughs> it's, it's just nice meat. pastrami all it is is meat right <laughs> no cold cut cold cuts are like processed meat though okay whatever it's cold, cold meat cold cuts like pastrami <laughs> whatever <laughs> you know what in this medieval world they also have magic she comes in with a tray of Subway sandwiches. I'm not questioning the logic. Just give me my damn sandwich. <laughs> we're, at a, we're all at a fucking social. We're getting some of that wet ham. <laughs> you know, they also have magic in those worlds. So who knows? Maybe they have some weird magic processing plant. Magic wet yeah. ham. <laughs> and they have access to any dimension. So I'm sure they have access to a sa- sandwich dimension. So yeah. there. No, I, I don't see him complaining about his boomstick. So, what what's the point? I want to go to the sandwich dimension. Yeah, you guys are looking at fucking Ronnie is from a completely different dimension. Oh, filled with technology. No, he has a gun. He found a gun. Yeah. In this dimension. Yeah. So, I don't know what he's talking about. So, she comes back. She sets the food down. You all start eating. Well, MZ, uh, what happened... When you were being regenerated, did you see anything? No, it was some empty void, just darkness. I saw the truth. Really? I mean, it's different for every person, but for every person we've talked to, it's there's been something, right? There's been a maybe a town that they were used to, or a, a childhood playground, or something. It was just empty. Yeah. And there was, there was the truth there, and he was there for what felt like a second, and then I was back. The truth was there. Did, did they say anything? Not really. All right. Well, you four continue to be a mystery. If anything else happens, I'm sorry I wasn't here. All of us are in New Dawn, where we had to readjust plans. We figured out where their main base of Arkham is now. It's very close to Nesme. Is that where we're going to be heading next? Yes. We're going to be sending you and a few other teams ahead for some stealth missions. Your team in particular will be tasked with taking out a wizard that's holding up a a protection spell around the city. Essentially not allowing our army in. So we'll have you go in there, and your main target is this wizard, and you can get out. There will be more details later in a briefing tomorrow. As long as it gets me closer to Matthews, I don't care. I'll tell her that I broke into her office. Thank you for telling me. Was there a reason why? I wanted some information, but you didn't have it. It was crucial for our, like, not not our mission, but we knew about it, but... We were trying to find out more information about Imer Orlik, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. That was why. The Orleks are a very large noble house here in Sanctuary. Well, just 
I guess just don't do it again, okay? We won't. Uh, we're, we're very sorry. Of course. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we betrayed your trust. It won't happen again. Thank you. Now, uh, there was a package here when I came in. Uh, it was for you, Ronnie. Oh, thank God. Let me see. Oh, no. So she hands you this large uh, paper wrap bundle. Tearing it open. You just rip this thing open, and you guys see the shiniest suit you've ever seen in your life. God. There's these literal gold sequins. Like, they took gold and they melted it down. And they made sequins to go all over it. It is reflecting every piece of light in this place. It fits Ronnie to a T. The shoulders are nice and big. And as he turns around, you guys see written on his back. How is it spelled, Ronnie? Uh, G-E-L-U-S. Jealous. <laughs> it's so horrid. I don't understand why Ronnie does that to us. I hate I hate it so Ronnie, much. <laughs> you have advantage uh, on all charisma-based skills with nobility <laughs> and people of upper-class living. But you have disadvantage on all stealth checks. It's so Did disgusting. you make a stealth mission before or after I put it in the jacket? I made this before you even made your characters. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's not like that you cannot just you know use it later right take it off oh and you could believe the inside is like that it's that black glittery uh, sort of velvety material oh god okay i'm looking uh, at that jacket depresses me throwing this on right now and i'm rushing what time is it during the day uh it's just a little after lunch rushing outside uh i need a rush i got a plan i got a big plan oh god I am, I am so depressed right now. So Ronnie just runs out the door, and she goes, "That I don't understand, but Astoria, just don't try to understand, please, because you'll just you'll just damage your brain." Yeah, just please don't. Someone should go after him. Don't try to understand. I'll go after him. Thank you, MC. I can't understand, like, why why Ronnie is such a burden to the group overall. <laughs> like, all his actions are pure chaos. Like, he basically doesn't follow any rule. He's following his alignment. Well, I mean, yeah, but you can't say that to me, right? Ronnie is actual chaos, though, Bordon. Yeah, I know. I know that. It's my character saying I don't know why he doesn't follow any rule. No, 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 she's... She's saying oh. Ronnie is literally chaos. Is you know how your power is time? Yes. His powers are chaos. How can you have power over chaos? Chaos is literally the definition of like being unstable. Just... Have you ever seen strange things happen around him or when he uses his abilities? Yes. It's be and he's not controlling it. He's just always on a whim. So, does he have any controls of his own actions? Oh, certainly. That's just how Ronnie is. But I'm saying his actions probably are not helped at all by the fact that he is chock full of chaotic energy bursting through him. Is, is there a way for us to, I don't know, like, maybe done, uh, uh, tune that down? 
you know, just restrain it a bit. Neuter him? He would want to have to do that. So there, there is no, like, magic or item that, like, spell or, or magic item that could do that for us then? Just... Short of mind control? No. Ugh, yeah, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. MZ, you go running out after Ronnie. Ronnie, where are you going? I assume there's some kind of market district. There sure is. Bunch of, like, market stalls and stuff. I'm going there. All right, so Ronnie is on a mission, and he is... It looks like, MZ, you're following him. You catch up to him pretty quick. It's really not hard to find him. (laughs) And that kind of troubles you. And you see him, he's just marching along, super happy, big leathery smile. I'm going to walk up to the first kind of market stall I see. Okay. And start chatting up the shopkeep there. Hey there, who are you? Hey, how you doing? Oh, are you interested in some of my wares? I, you know, I'm kind of interested, but you know what would make me much more interested? Make everyone around here more interested. An advertisement. An advertisement, you say? On the most spectacular person you've ever seen. I just, I just put my hood up and everything, like, like I'm just trying to, you know. He will be one of those like formal, uh, like racing cars, you know, NASCAR cars with <laughs> a bunch of stickers on him. Oh my God. He's got a tattoo. That's exactly what. Yeah, that's exactly what my idea was. I'm gonna get some <laughs> sponsorships and be like a NASCAR driver. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, an advertisement, you say. This gnome leans back in his chair. He's looking you up and down. Mm, you do look quite spectacular, and you look quite rich. <laughs> What's the hitch? And you know, one rich person attracts many more rich people. Well, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You know, uh, this advertising space, you know, depends. We got different, different price groups you can fall into here. You know, if you want to spend... Just a couple silver. You can get a nice little spot in the arm. Mm, mm. You want to go whole hog. Make everyone know. Yeah. Give me a gold or two, and maybe we get something big across the back. Now, is this a monthly payment, a weekly payment, a bi-weekly payment? What are we looking at here? Uh, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be a monthly one. Uh, but I'm flexible. Now, how are these advertisements gonna go on you? You're just gonna sew them onto the fancy suit you have here? Uh, yeah, you'll have to provide me with your advertisement stripe, whatever that may be, and that'll go right on the suit. All right, all right, all right. I like the sound of this. How about you come back in a week's time, I'll have an advertisement made, and we'll put it right on your suit. Great. Sounds great. Perfect. Uh, so I'm going to walk off to the next stall, and I'm just going to keep keep getting as many as I can get. Okay. So roll me a charisma check. 21. You get about 10 people that are all in on this idea. And this takes maybe about 15 minutes, honestly. It's quick. And then MZ is just... Oh, great. You see MZ's there. He's kind of following along. He's got his hood up, but he tries to stick a little bit back in the crowd. So he's paying, paying people with exposure now. I'm making my money back on the jacket. <laughs> Ugh.
I hate Ronnie so goddamn much right now. Yeah. How are you two doing? Are you two okay? I am ex- exhausted. Uh, other than yeah, little burnt in the chest, but you know, doing pretty good. Well, you've been dealing with a lot of stress. Do I look older? Always hard to tell with Boradon. This isn't Boradon. This isn't the time for your vanity. <laughs> How's my hair? Sorry, Boradon. It's it's hard to tell uh, with your kind dwarves. You don't really age much until a lot older. Yeah, because I feel that I'm older. You know, I tried to use my chronomancy, and it didn't go very well. So I feel that I've aged. This is troubling. Yes, it is. After this mission, come back to me. I'll have a few books that I'll try to gather on whatever information I can get that'll try to help you maybe harness this power a little more. Maybe I can even set up a meeting with the Purple Mage. He's a renowned mage of the city. He lives on a small island down near the docks. Yeah, I I would love that because I I know that my power is extremely strong, but at the same time, if it keeps backfiring like that, I don't know what will happen. Of course. Sorry, I can have a word with you. Would you like it in private, or is here fine? Here's fine. I've been having issues lately with my mind. I've been lashing out at people. I've been screaming and threatening people. Just out out on a whim. Do you know what's happening to me? Yes. Kelsar, no one's immune to stress. No one's immune to the horrors that we see. We have a strength against it, sure, but it still takes its toll on your mind. What do I... What do I do about it? I, I can't I can't keep going around threatening people like this. I'm, I'm losing my mind. Is there... I, I put my, my hand uh, on Kelsa's shoulder and I say that. I I, 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 I know that Imer Orlik has been dead, but I still... At the time, I... So I, I tell him that that's why we're here. Like, we're here for you. Like, we have to watch each other's back, you know? I look at Borodon and I say, thank, thank you, Borodon. You're probably the closest friend I have right now. I like, and I smile. And, um, is there maybe, is there maybe a place I can go to to help deal with this? Is there any anything I can do? I can, I can help you a bit, Kelsar. Honestly, with this kind of thing, it's just, it's time. Time is what you need. You need to talk about these things. Talk to your friends. Maybe. Talk to your... uh, Anyone that you're close to. But for now, I can offer a bit of magical assistance. It's not going to fix it completely, but it is going to lessen the effects. Thank you. I just... I'm I'm afraid. I'm legitimately afraid. Probably a drink or two will also help. You know. (laughs) The old dwarven cure. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know it. <laughs> yeah, maybe not that. That's not a bad idea, anyways. I mean, we do have to meet uh, that officer at the Bald Bald yep. Unicorn at, at eight. I mean, I don't know if the group was actually serious about it, but oh, oh my! You guys are meeting with an officer. Yeah, well, okay, that's fine. Uh, there are a lot of good cops out there who have been trying to help us quite a bit, especially the ones on the wall. I, I, f- I feel bad about what I did, too. I think I should come clean with him as well. 
that's a little bit more complicated because and then I explain a story that our group is being uh, like chased quote unquote chased by the police you know oh oh yeah what was the what was the, the detective's name again do you remember can I roll like a like a memory check because I can't remember from the top of my head sure just make me a wisdom check 17 it was detective bill detective bill his name was bill he was a dwarf just like me oh well detective billowin is a gnome it's a gnome i've helped him before in a few cases i thought it was a wait wait wait. but didn't you say like a dwarf the 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 guard was a dwarf but we didn't know what race was detective bill oh okay sorry i got it wrong i mean i i yeah, the, you remember the guard's name was Officer Marty. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, all right then. Detective Bellowin, he's a good man. He sometimes can be a little frank, but uh, him and his partner Misha, they do a lot of good work. They often look into the weird things happening in this city that often revolve around us. Well, Borodon, you don't have to come with me to the Vulgar Unicorn if you don't want. I, I think I'll go. No, I can go. I mean, it's better. If you just lose a little bit of control, I'll be there. I do think that all of you should stick together tonight. Find out where MZ and Ronnie are. You have your communication spheres. But... That's a good idea. If there was a mind flare attacking and it killed MZ, you should all stay close. You know what? This mind flare had a... a it, like, it had a number two. And the other one was 13 or 11. It was 13 that you found in the goblin oh, yeah. cave, and then the creature that attacked you at Aaron Bordeaux's place had number 14 branded on him. So we keep finding those creatures, those mind flayers, and, um, well, they actually have some branded numbers on them. So 2, 13, 14. Do you have any idea what that is? Sounds like it's almost like an ID, like they're trying to keep track of who they are in a sense of they they are losing their mind so they will have to become numbers well mind flare the way they operate is that there's an elder brain and the elder brain's kind of like their hub it's also their leader and they're able to communicate to each other through it and they share memories and emotions and the elder brain helps give them direction so they're like drones kind of but they still have their own unique identity but I remember MZ talking about about these mind flare. Sorry, I remember when the mind flare killed MZ. The mind flare said after he killed MZ, my people are saved. What did he mean by that? People are saved. Maybe MZ is involved in some sort of fable or uh, foretelling. It could be that they're the reason that these things keep appearing around MZ. I mean, not only that he's a gift, but. It could be that they're wary of a certain gith, and MZ must share a certain property. Is there any anything that they else that they've said any of these creatures whenever they've encountered MZ? They're coming after him. Actually, I found this on him, and I give her like the parchment. I could figure out some, like it's I couldn't figure out words per se, but I could have like a general idea. That the text was saying danger or something like that. Warning. Interesting. 
So, and then I handle it to her. Maybe Elbido would be, like, since he has so many tentacles and... That's a good point. Right? Oh, that's, that's a good idea, Boronon. I'll bring this to Elbido. Yeah. I have to get back to New Dawn. We're not done finalizing the plans, but I'll have somebody come by in the morning to pick you all up. Rest here for the night. Try to relax. Don't go outside anymore. Go get MZ and Ronnie and just come back here. Okay? Okay. Of course. All right. I must be going. I'll be back tomorrow first thing in the morning. Of course. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so she opens up a portal, and then you see her walk through, and it closes behind. Just one question. Like, she keeps opening, um, like, portals. Yep. Back and forth. So easily. And I get a little bit worried about... Because, I don't know, like, space magic is not that different from time magic. That's right. In a sense of... Because uh, you need to be very strong. Yeah. It is a school of magic. It's divination. Yeah. Yeah, and you need to be very strong. And those portals may just backfire, just like my time magic. You also know that there is just arcane mm. magic that can do the same thing. Okay. So now you guys are alone. And um, so we'll go back. Oh, you were going to say something to Kelsar, sorry. I'm, I'm getting tired of Roni, I'll tell you. Because it's hard. I mean, I'm not going to say that I don't have flaws, but it's hard to keep track on what he's doing. He's way too unpredictable. And I really hope he doesn't put us in danger with his actions. If it comes to it, then MZ does have the that binding item. You mean, what what binding item? You mean like the, the rock? No, remember from the Mind Flare. But, um, but just in case... Ronnie is alone. I'm, I'm just saying, like, he may end up putting the entire group in danger because he doesn't have control over his actions. That's true. Um... It's it's not like just because MZ is with him or I am with him. It's just like we're babysitting an adult, like a, a creature which is basically pure chaos, and he's just doing his thing. And not just that, he knows that a guy in Pompadour is being targeted by, by the police and the first thing he does is he just gets like this fancy suit which makes absolutely no sense and he makes a scene yes exactly exactly and he's putting this is not putting himself in danger he's putting the death shift in danger the report the death death shift <laughs> in danger you know that's a good point and not only our lives, but the lives of all, just in general, all existence. Correct. Imagine, imagine like if our enemies actually find out that he's, for example, like he's standing out in the middle of um, of a crowd and one of our enemies just throws a fireball on him. And as you know, fireball, it like it explodes and it would splash and it would kill a bunch of people. Just because, you know, he wants to be, you know, like, all flashy and showing his new suit. Which, you know, it's... Mm. Like, it's completely pointless. This puts us in a tough position. He's necessary for us to finish our quest, but at the same time, his actions are going to doom us all. Exactly. Or could potentially doom us all. 
And that's exactly my thought. It's hard to reason with him. Like, it, it's impossible to reason with him. And at the same time, we can't mind control him either. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would hate doing that. What I would like to do is just, like, trying to, to you know, talking to him. Talking some sense to him. I don't, I don't even think talking would work. I think what he needs is, an, is something... He needs to go through a change that forces him to mature. Is there, like, he, he died just like us. Is there anything more maturing than, than aging or dying? He has a child. Yeah, which he doesn't care about. I don't know. Does he? Or does he make it seem like that he doesn't care about it, but he's actually hiding his true feelings? Well... Maybe he is chaotic because he's trying to hide from the fact that trying to hide from the fact about his daughter that he actually that he's not going to see his daughter again so that's why he does his actions I mean I lost my literally my entire family and my kingdom yes but you're not you're not you're not uh, you're not Ronnie though I'm not I know I know I your your mind is not the same as Ronnie's is what I'm trying to get here I understand that it may be that may be the cause but it can't be an excuse you know no, I, I completely agree with you there. It's no excuse. We're wasting time trying to figure out. We need to... Our first objective should be finding MZ and Ronnie. Do you want to try the rock first? Like the... What's the name of the... Communication sphere? The, the communication sphere? Yeah, well, can, contact MZ first. Yeah. It will probably answer. Unlike uh, Ronnie. So I, I, put, I put my hand and I say, MZ, MZ, do you hear me? Uh, I'll, I'll grab my stone and just say, uh, yeah, yeah, I hear you. What's your status? Where are you and Ronnie? Or Ronnie and you? We're in the market. He's, uh, he's making a lot of money right now. Okay, keep an eye on him. Try to keep him in the market. We're heading there right away. Okay. Thank you. So, Ronnie, while you're doing all this, you managed to procure about a hundred gold pieces of people investing in you. Amazing. People are all about this. They think Ronnie is really, really, really rich because who else would be walking in that suit? He should make like a Twitch account. Right. I actually just want this all to be... No, I actually just wanted this all to be... uh... Hi, I'm Captain Shepard and this is my favorite store in the Citadel. (laughs) Oh, yes. So good. <laughs> so, uh, I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store <laughs> in the Citadel. So it doesn't take long, and Kelsar Bordon, you find them. MZ's just kind of lounging, and he's watching Ronnie. And you see Ronnie just looks like he's just finished up talking to maybe like his tenth or fifteenth person. You don't know, and he's coming back to talk to MZ, and he has a real big bag of gold. Yeah, Ronnie, what what the hell did you do? What did you do? Sold sponsorships. What? Look at all this gold I made. What's what's the point of it? Look at it. What sponsorships and who gave you this money? Everyone around here. I'm gonna put their name on my jacket. Who can put my name on the jacket? Hey, you're that tiefling boy there. Oh no. Yeah. Hi. Hello, sir. Yeah, I remember I sold you the potions a little while back. It looks like you're still kicking it. Yeah, I... Yeah, th- thank you. Uh, how, how's business? 
Well, it looks like it's going to be going a lot better. Well, you're going to have a little advertisement on your friend there. And look at the man. Everybody's going to see it, so it's going to be great. <laughs> That's Wait, good. <laughs> so people will stop him and check on his coat? No, they'll just, like, glance at it kind of thing. Yeah, but, I mean, how would that work? Like any advertisement. Well, we, uh... We make we make an ad. And we uh -huh. just steam it onto a suit. Uh huh. And people will what? Will grab his suit and read it or something? It's name recognition. Pour it on. What? No, I don't think they'll grab onto him. I think they'll just look at it and probably keep walking. Oh yeah, and then they will know that your store. That's right. Okay, because your store is that famous then. Well, I hope so. Yeah, so just looking at the name of the store, they will be able to go to your store right away? Is that what you're thinking? Yes, definitely. Okay, so that's a great way to lose money. Associate it with rich, fabulous people. But yeah, sure. I mean, invest on him. Also, how do you know that he's not selling um, advertisement uh, to your competitors as well? I just saw him sell advertisement to 15 other people. No, 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 your competitors, is what I'm saying. They are. So, what's the point on having your name along with your competitors? Because I got first real estate. Okay, sure. So, you know what? Keep siphoning money. Uh, but how is that based on re first real estate? No, no, that's okay. Keep siphoning money on, on Ronnie. You'll be poor in no time, but just do it. You're... you're Helping us. Look, Bordon, I invested in me, and look how rich I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly my point. Yeah, that... I mean, you spent all your money on that suit. It makes absolutely no sense. We're fucking adventurers. It's a gold suit. No. Okay, no, no, no. I, gr I grab Bordon, I pull him to the side. I whisper to him. Bordon, I think I'm starting to get this. He's trying to get a rise out of us. Sure. I think so. But, I mean, people are actually targeting him. What's the point of, like... Well, he he wants us to get pissed off. He wants us to yell at him. He's doing this for the attention, don't you get it? If we don't give him the attention, he's not going to care. Hmm. It's just like a, a kid. Huh? Yeah. He's a, He is an adult kid. Shit. He's a man-child. So if we don't give him the attention... Or we don't get a we don't get a rise out of him. He probably will stop doing it. Or maybe, or he could potentially be worse. I mean, it's worth a shot, right? But sure. I mean, we we can try. But the first, like the first time something goes very wrong because of his attitude, then we'll do something. Yeah, we put a stop to it. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, what? Great job on getting that gold. I mean, you he's, that jacket seemed to have... Uh, you know, I, I said I said some mean things about that jacket, but you know what? It's grown on me. And, hey, it's actually making money for the party. So, hey. Yes. Good job, buddy. Hey, thanks. What do you think about putting your name on here, too? I'll give you a friend price. Shit, do it up, man. Congratulations, Ronnie. For the right price? I... Your suit is outstanding. We love your suit. Bordon, don't overact. <sighs>
Johnny. You always seem to cause so much mischief. If I had a suit made out of gold, I feel like it'd be really warm, you know? Like all that metal's really weighing you down. So it's pretty heavy. And then it's not gonna be very breathable, so he's gonna sweat quite a bit. Hopefully they don't go to any deserts or anything. And then if they're in a cold area, I don't suppose it'll hold heat very well, but... Well, I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Hey, just kidding. But thanks for sticking around, travelers. This is the end of the arc for the Illithid games. We'll be starting up some new stuff real soon. Hope you're excited. Our next few episodes are gonna be a little special, actually. We have some lovely guests that have come from a number of different podcasts, so I suppose you'll be seeing those quite soon. Anywho, travelers, if you ever wish to give us a little shout-out, why don't you hop on over to Twitter sphere to say hey, or you can go throw a review at us on the Stitcher or the iTunes. We always appreciate those. We love getting them. It really pumps up everyone here at Ballad of the Seven Dice. But I must be off to the market. So, best of luck, travelers. I bid you adieu.